Let's keep it steady on the magic. Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. If I fall, rise out of magic. You ain't on that, you know. Only one rain myself like a tree from the roots. Westside girl, cause she lived in the coast. Eastside girl, when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it passed. Only going up, yeah, the pain don't last. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Yes, sir. Take all, take all, take all. Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica. What you know about her? Baby girl raising, wet at the top. Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop. Hope it's so great, she get what she got. Follow her stack, cause she following God. What you need more, got a heart full of gold. Even at times when it's raining and cold. Ooh, she about to take off. Hey, 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 it's your girl Hannah, aka Ruta. Welcome back to the Uprooted Podcast. Today I have a very special guest coming on for Black Woman Wednesday. My big sis, mentor, inspiration. I mean, there's so many words to describe this woman. Mility will be joining and I'm, man, I'm so excited. But also, she's she doesn't really be on, on IG, so let's hope that she... Um, gets this right today so y'all bear with me hey y'all welcome welcome how is your guys's wednesday i hope you are enjoying hey hey yo comment he is feeding my soul right now i don't know why i'm in like a common mode today so y'all gonna be with me let me see if i can request her go 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 Go. Let me see. And everyone, send this to your friends. See if I can get Mility on here. Yo, how's your guys' Wednesday? I don't know about y'all. I'm still recovering from this protest. I've been on a high, okay? I've been on a natural high for the last couple of weeks. Zuzu, you in here, girl? You did your thing in New York. You did follow up from that. Her thing in New York. Okay, like shout out to the East Coast. Let's see if we can get Mility. In the meantime, let me tell y'all a little about about her though. She's dope. Um, I want her to share her story when she gets on here, but just a little kind of intro to who Mility is. She um, is from the Denver community, and um, she owns Weir Cafe. Some of you guys probably have heard us talk about it um, before, but Mility's so dope. So this cafe is kind of like in the historic. Um, area in Denver where it used to be, I think it's called Five Points, um, and it just kind of kind of became this like social justice like hotbed where like a lot of people would come and they'd make posters and protest and just be really part of the social justice movement and um, it's just kind of cool to see that that was owned by um, a Habesha woman, you know, a Tagawa woman, a diaspora that's just like me, that's just like the rest of us, and um, she was able to like you know turn her business into something more than just you know a cafe and I appreciate the hell out of this woman so I just am so excited um but also because she's a businesswoman she she might not be on time hey Ruth yes hey Ruth you want to come on while I wait for her and explain to the people um 
kind of more about the cafe. Let me not put you on the spot like that. But yeah, Militi is so dope. So that cafe is amazing. Hey, hey. Um, and the cafe that I worked at, um, that I was managing with Heywan, um, Endless Grind Coffee, we definitely were inspired by her. She played a big part in like mentoring us. Um, I kind of just jumped in <laughs> one summer and I was like, hey, Freya, do you need help? I'll like do this part time. And she was like, actually, I'm going to Addi. Um, okay, Ruth, no worries, no worries. Hopefully, Militi gets on here. Um, but anyways, yeah, so Freya is like, oh, I'm going to go to Addi. And I was just like, okay, so who's running the shop? And um, she had, like, left it to a, a couple of workers. Um, and then she was like, actually, you can do it. And I was like, what? You want me to just run a shop? I was like, I've never, like, just completely been responsible for a business, you know? Um, and I was like, let me tell you, the Freie and Militi School of Entrepreneurship is just diving in. <laughs> um and like you it's not as hard as it looks and they're very like encouraging like no no no, you can do this like don't even worry about it I got you uh you need something call me and they actually like will give you the answer real quick right away and they're kind of hustlers and they're on the move so I feel like she she might be at the shop now um but I'm gonna message her again but if anyone else also knows Militi if you guys want to reach out to her for me um, if not, I'm gonna spend this time edifying her because that woman is amazing and deserves all her flowers. Um, but essentially, yeah, so not only does she do that, she is also, I don't know if she's the founder, but I know that she is responsible for the, um, like, Taste of Africa festival that happens in Denver and she man it's such a good time y'all like so she is also like curating culture and building bridges and building um like opportunities for us to collaborate across the diaspora so like you know we had uh, well we still technically have taste of ethiopia but um she did taste of africa which all the different vendors um all the different african vendors in the city came and um we had arts and um speakers and uh you know just everything like it was just such a good vibe and it it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year and I'm so incredibly like proud to say that I know this woman uh that she does these things for us in this community and it's so inspiring because hey hey um it's just so inspiring you know what I mean like to see somebody that's like you that um that came up with the same story the same background and like you see what they're able to accomplish you know um, and I'm over here giving Militi's whole story because she ain't even here. But I know there's so many gaps that she can fill in. She's amazing. Um, and so a little bit more about her is basically she does that. She also does real estate. Um, like this, like there's, I don't think there's any like question I can answer, like ask her and like she wouldn't have an answer for me if that makes sense. So like, like Militi, do you know how to do this? Um, yes actually I know somebody like she will like connect you she will put you in place um like if there's a tangible ass she got it hey hey y'all um and she's just so dope like I'm just like how do you do all that so she's doing real estate she's you know really like living the the values and goals right that we all want to have about generational wealth and this idea that like 
yo, you can own property, you should own property, and you should, like, um, really build your community that way, and, like, to be a black woman in that space, um, in real estate, you know, like, and, and killing it, and just, you know, being amazing, and buying properties left and right, like, in terms of, like, really trying to revitalize the community, um, and be very unapologetic about it is, is pretty badass, so, like, what you guys see on screen, um, with Militi is what you get behind screen, she's not two different people at all, like, she's, she's just dope and she's super sweet like at the same time like she gonna collect you and gather you but like she doesn't even need her like to raise her voice to do it like you're just kind of sitting there like I know you just told me about myself but like I don't feel bad <laughs> like if that makes sense to anybody so you're just like damn like she's dope so that's really why I want to have her on today um just so that you guys can hear a little bit more about her story um I know that she's, you know, you guys probably see her on TMH or you see her at the protest or you see her in like all these different spaces doing a lot of work. She does a lot of behind the scenes work too. And I wanted people to just really get to know her as a human being because she's also just amazing. And like, um, if you ever just get the chance to just sit and just talk to her, like you're just like, I feel like I'm always getting gamed up by her and I'm just trying to pass that along to the next one because she's so inspiring and I wanted to, you know, kind of introduce you guys to someone that that does this. Hey, Ava. Um, yes, you heard her speak on Clubhouse. Yeah, Mility is, she's so dope. Okay, until I figure out what's going on with her, I'm gonna just keep talking about her. I hope you guys are okay with that because, um, you know, she she's just amazing and I'm okay doing this I'm okay doing it with her without her because I'm just like she's gonna get her flowers today period okay um I always say how am I doing listen I don't know if y'all could tell but I'm still on a natural high I am just like I finally feel like I figured out what I need to do and I have like a clear path of what's going on in my life so that's what I'm doing today hey y'all hey 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 um and I'm just, you know, I'm over here glowing, you feel me? Like, you just gotta feel your own energy sometimes. And, like, right now, my energy is radiating high. I'm very positive. Um, and I don't want any negativity near me. So, like, if you reached out to me and um, I haven't really been responsive, it's because I've been in this zone. So, it hasn't been too many of y'all. So, hopefully, nobody's waiting on me for anything. But, yeah. Um, okay, so some of y'all said I heard her speak on Clubhouse. Um you love hearing about inspirational and amazing Tagata women. Listen, yes, half day, you get it. That's what I'm doing here. That's what I'm doing here. Yes, she is super amazing. Hi, Dawite. Okay, my cousin in here, y'all. Um, Literally, so Milati is just dope. So let me tell you a little bit more about how I got to know her. I was going to tell her and, you know, give her her flowers, but she could watch this later too, Um, unless she just happens to join at some point here. But so essentially, like I, I was telling y'all, I started working at Free A's Coffee Shop, Endless Grind Coffee, um, while I was in grad school, because I wanted something that was close by, that was local, that I could like kind of utilize my degree. Um, I got my degree in organizational leadership, or my master's degree in organizational leadership, and um, I was like, yo, I will use this as my internship, and I will just like do all my projects around this uh, this coffee shop. And then when I started um, meeting them, they introduced me to Militi and it was like very much like 
Militi had inspired that whole coffee shop and that's where they kind of learned the idea and like were inspired to do it as well and then she was so dope because like you will see and like okay those of you who work in corporate or work in different industry y'all know nobody is trying to help you um recreate the same business they don't want you to become their competition and Militi doesn't off like she doesn't operate that way like she has a cafe, and if you tell her you want a cafe, she's going to tell you exactly how to do it. Okay, she's going to tell you, get you need to find this kind of property. Here's your options with this. You can get this type of equipment and put this, this, and this together. Here's my distributor. And she will give you the like the blueprint because she wants you to succeed. And so when I um was like stepping into manage, I had, I had like managed in very small capacity um, and understood how to be a barista, but to be actually responsible for everything in that shop was a lot. So um, when I had a question about anything, I would just ask Militi. Um, and she was just so reassuring and like, no, nah, you got it. You're doing great. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, if we have events, she would oh, sorry, y'all. Okay, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there. Um, Militi called, so we gonna, she about to join in like two seconds. What's up? What's up? Sorry, y'all. You guys could keep uh, sending this back to your friends. My bad. <laughs> um, I was in the middle of giving her her flowers, and she called, and I was like, okay, well, come on so I could give you <laughs> your flowers on here. Um, okay, let me see if she, if she was able to join. Let's see. Militi half day. Finally! <laughs> yes. I had a feeling you thank were in the car. I was you. like, she's driving. You know me. You know me. <laughs> I swear that I was early trying to figure that out. I'm like, okay, come on, get it together. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I told them. I'm here. No, you're good. I told them, I told the audience, I was like, yo, Militi is a boss. Okay, she moves. She got the coffee shop. She got the real estate going. I didn't even get to the part to tell them you're a whole mom. So I was like, a whole mom, a whole mom with whole children and a whole advocate and act social activist. So I was like, y'all, she's a busy lady, but I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> Ah, oh, this was important to me. I was like early, all logged into Instagram, and then I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm a little bit of an old head. So, you know, I, I try to pick which ones I'm going to use, and everyone's like, you have to do Instagram. And I'm like, ah, and now here you got yes. me here. So, yeah. Well, we have been getting you onto every app. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> we're like, yeah. Like I only did Twitter. I only did Twitter because of the genocide. That's what got me in, yes, you know, and now I'm like, we're having a bit. This is, this is amazing. You. We're like, yes, we're like pulling you in because we know you're amazing, but the rest of the world doesn't know you're amazing. And I feel like uh, we're trying to be your PR team here. And we, so we need you to work with us. I love you. Yes. Thank you. Thank yes. you. You got to be that. Pull me in. Be the bridge. Listen. <laughs> so everyone in the comments has been loving you. I have been edifying you um, for Thank the you. last, like, I don't know, 10 minutes or whatever it was. And I was just like, listen, uh, Militi, like, I was telling them the story of how I met you um, when Freya was like, here, Ruta, you can run the coffee shop. And I was like, right. uh, <laughs> how do right, you do that? Right, right, exactly. And you were just, yes. I was just telling them, I was like, Militi's the most reassuring person. She was like, you got it. It's easy. You just do this, this, this. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
and you did though you you had it down and you helped grow the coffee shop quite a bit so you did it Listen, you did it right I was not playing games I said they, they trust me I'm not letting them down I got it like, yeah I got it I got it and I really believed it yeah um, so. yep. it's amazing what you do if you believe in yourself you yeah. know what I mean like it's incredible the things that you can you can accomplish oh, you know yeah. stuff that you're like how did I do that you know Listen. <laughs> after the fact I'm telling you, I, I don't even think I was consciously thinking during that time. It was kind of just go, 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 go. Like, if you think too long yep. about it, you're going to get scared, you know? Yep. That's true. That's full true. I love how you have your bunna. Today. Yeah, I was going to say, full <laughs> disclosure, I needed bunna today, so I'm I'm not going to yes. <laughs> I love it. No, don't be. <laughs> Listen, my cousin the other day, she goes, you crack me up when you just out of nowhere pull out your bunna. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's the hubby shot in me. I'm not new to this. Energy. I'm to this. Like this is my lifestyle. That's right. <laughs> so, That's right. I just be telling them, and like they, I'm like, maybe I need to show y'all it more, so you realize this is just yep. who I am. So absolutely, I, I, it's I, not a show. That's a daily thing for us. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Once you okay, so explain to them Whittier because I'm. I've been telling them yes. when you run a cafe coffee is your everyday life like you it's just there you yeah. know well it was our everyday life before i mean so here's what i always tell people about okay so first whittier cafe whittier cafe is a social justice cafe in the whittier neighborhood which is important because whittier that area used to be a part of five points and that was the only place african-americans could own property in denver at one time they were redlined mm -hmm. to that area they were segregated to that area so now it's it's being gentrified and um, unfortunately African-Americans are losing ground in that area um, like quickly very mm -hmm. quickly and it's really unfortunate because it's they're beautiful homes and just really unique and um, so being a black owned a black woman owned mm -hmm. business in that neighborhood is really powerful yeah. um, especially for the community to see because you still it's there's still I don't know the exact number but maybe like 20% of the community is still black yeah which is shocking as it used to be a hundred percent black owned. So, um, so Whittier Cafe pay, plays a really important role in the history of that community and also in trying to, you know, encourage, you mentioned that I'm a realtor, but trying to like help African-Americans especially regain their ownership and property and you know, that kind of thing. So, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so we've been there six years six years and and um it's an african espresso bar so all of our beans come from different african nations i'm gonna let you know that we decided last week that we're no longer carrying ethiopian beans because of the genocide that's happening yes. in tigray so um we're putting posters up and and making people aware of that because it's our most popular bean and we sell a lot of it and it's a premium bean but to me um it's just not worth it i don't want to put any more money into the ethiopian government so we're um we're doing that and then also going to try and encourage other coffee shops to stop carrying Ethiopian beans and to post the sign about the Tigray genocide just so that there's awareness that's raised yeah. um, every day. So um, that's Whittier Cafe in a nutshell. Um, but as far as coffee, I always tell people, man, making coffee is like almost like a rites of passage for us in, in, yes. in East Africa. Yeah. And we grow up learning to make coffee as young girls and the whole thing and not not like 
turn the pot on kind of hot. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like roasting beans over, you know, brewing in our in our jevena and the little sini cup that you have in your hand, the, you know, drinking Listen. from those those cups. Just the That's whole process. Exactly. That's it. That's it. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And and for a mother to teach a daughter and, or a sister to teach a sister, you know what I mean? It's a it's a beautiful cultural thing that we take for granted, actually. And it's it's a really beautiful process that we, you know, we do every day in our homes, every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also, I say, the reason why our families are so tight. I mean, when you have to spend an hour and a half sitting together. <laughs> yeah making coffee and talking to each other and passing popcorn or food or whatever you're eating. You know what I mean? There's, yes. You're building bonds in that process. And so it's a beautiful part of our culture. It is. You know, like you, you can interview yourself, honestly, because like you just, you be, <laughs> like you be talking, I'm like, yes, like, I don't even need to ask the question. You got it. Like, this is great. It's beautiful because I've been explaining so that, uh, you know, I was home for a couple days in Denver and, um, you know, Flora and them came over and I was like, you guys want Buna? I feel like I should make you guys some Buna, <laughs> like, you know? It's just like yeah. culturally in me and everyone laughs yeah. at me and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, if I'm the only one that keeps this tradition alive for the next generation, I will take yeah. that role happily, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. That's we we take those beautiful parts of our culture for granted. We really do, and we're lucky that we have those. You know that we have those traditions. So yeah. we got to make sure that we pass it on and keep teaching our children and and teaching them young. It's not you don't learn to make this when you're an adult. Like that should that's not how it is back yeah. home. You know what I mean? They like six and seven years old, and they're making bomb ass boom. You know what I mean? No, I you say listen that on Insta. Listen, we don't have censorship. <laughs> I don't want to get censored on here, you know. <laughs> they are good and like it's therapeutic. So what I've also been trying yeah. to really express to people is like that process. They're like, how do you have so much patience? And I was like, no, you need that process to learn patience to actually learn to yeah. enjoy the reward. Because yeah. like I, because yeah. coffee is like in this country is so commercial and it's so like yeah. if i go to like certain cafes i'm like this is dessert to me i'm like oh i need a coffee after my like it's like a dessert because yeah. like of, of all the stuff they do to it you actually roast the coffee and you see the process of like from green mm -hmm. to dark and you choose your roast you don't want it dark don't go dark like when you have time That's to, right. you know, control <laughs> over that and then you get to yeah. brew it and you have to sit there and like you're understanding like okay i put water in this or i do this it's going to be stronger it's going to be lighter and you're getting yeah. experiment and it, it takes a level of like creativity too and like yeah. patience and yeah. it teaches you how to enjoy yeah. and be present in the moment yeah and it's like no there's it's an art it's so good yeah. like yeah it really is an art like everyone's coffee tastes different, very different. you know what i mean like try and, and like emulate someone like your mama or whoever and it's never going to happen right you can you can get close and learn technique and stuff like that but it's always going to be different because there's just an element of love yeah. and like personal touch that you put into it that can't be replicated yes. you know what i mean and so it's just so beautiful and then also the sim the symbolism in it like people always ask me is the coffee ceremony is that um like, is it religious? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, I, I always say it's not religious, but there are all these things that tie you that connect to like spirituality, you know, like for instance, three rounds, and how that relates to the Trinity, um, mm -hmm. the use of incense and how we use incense in, the church. in our church. Yeah. yeah. So 
you know, there's a lot, or even like breaking bread together and sharing and eating from the same bowl. Like that popcorn gets passed around and we all put our hands same bowl so there's so much like connection and community and you know and and just like that reaches into your spirituality in that process so it's not a religious thing but there's a lot that like touches your soul through that process yeah. you know so i love it i love Listen, the coffee ceremony i love it i love it with my whole soul and it's like i'm now like i have finally reached the achievement of my life where the aunties trust me to make buna for them and like, <laughs> I don't think you understand. Okay, they will not let you touch their bunna. Like, they're like, oh, they're uh, like, no, 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 Rutia, no. And it's like, te- like, you know, like my aunt, they came co-signing for me. She goes, no, 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 let me that. She knows how to do it, guys. She knows how to do it. <laughs> I get, I still get nervous when I make the bunna. I'm like, man, I don't want to make a mess. I don't want it to spill when my mom is watching. You know what I mean? Because they're like, they're like, oh, you know, know, watching you so closely just gotta be perfect like (laughs) but i love you know our moms and our aunts talk they talk stuff anyway even if you do a beautiful job they don't find the thing you know what i mean they don't know how to do it i love it i love it flora in here loving this like i'm telling you i i so i have a gemini tatted on my hip i like i'm very yes i'm very serious about this you know this tradition and my um yeah my mom She'll be like, it's it's good, but she won't like she won't <laughs> be trying to like hold back. I know. I oh my god. It's okay. Just say that. You know, there was a book, it, it was um, I think it was a uh, written by a Chinese woman. It's called Tiger Mom, I think, where they're you know, they talk about like the strictness of a of a Chinese mother and what she expects of you. I'm like, man, you have nothing, mm-hmm. nothing on the Tagawai mom, Ooh. man. She is I mean, and they just want the best for you and the best of you. But oh my God, you talk about being criticized left and right. And so I had to break that down to my mom. And I was like, mommy, listen, I know you're trying to do it this way, but this is what you're making me feel. And I had to really break that down. And And then I understood for them. It's like, no, I don't want you to ever believe that you can't accomplish this. So it's like, it's yeah, just that their language absolutely. is harsh, right? Like, yeah, they don't really absolutely. that. And so now she has absolutely. a softer approach where she's like, what do you think? Oh, uh, she's like, Zagwani? What? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> they give you the compliment before the insult now? Yes, That's good. You know, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Ma, we get the criticism at home, and me and you could have that tough conversation. But if you do yes. this in front of the aunties, I'm going to fight back. <laughs> That's so, so funny. That's so funny. I love it though. I love our moms. They are something else. They yeah. are something else. They're so strong. Very. They're so strong. It's scary. You know? It's scary. I'm like, Ooh. mom, how? Like, I just look at her and I'm yeah. like, how? And then, have you done yeah. this lately? Because now that you're a mom too, it's like you just, I feel like there's like a flip, you know, like there's like, yo, I'm, I, I have to protect them. So I have to be good. I have to be strong. So I have to protect oh, yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just something innate in our spirit. Tigrayan women are strong. I'm talking about like unbreakable strong. Crazy things can happen and we are still standing and still like, you know what I mean? Um, I think about my grandmother and how strong she is. And she was a businesswoman. First of all, most of our families are business people back home. You don't really go get a job. Thank you. I mean, like you create 
and you, you know, you, it's amazing um, what they do. But my, um, my grandmother did a number of things. She had a beautiful garden in Rama. And so she sold fruit, fresh fruits and vegetables and that kind of thing. And then she um, expanded and she started selling like bubble gum and like all this random stuff. But she used to like travel because we're from Rama, but she would go from the border and she had this whole business trade thing going and that's my grandmother like she's she's up there in age but she did this for for so long and really took care of her household she was the she was the caretaker in the home you know what i mean like she was the one you might think that it's men running things in um in you know in, in african societies but no nah, if you really pay attention it's the women it's the women who do it so that's where i get my like i'm a serial entrepreneur and i know you are too but Listen. like so many things that i've tried to create and i'm like oh that's where i get it from like <laughs> you know we okay so me and you i think we don't know how to think small right like yeah. like and that's it's like a blessing and a curse um because we're just like yeah there's so many things i want to do and so i was explaining to them earlier i think i don't know if all of us still in here um uh <laughs> so was like ruta you're really the blue the blueprint and then uh heywan said <laughs> heywan said uh free says that she loves us <laughs> no, oh we love we, you we love you free free is um of the same flock okay she's gonna have to come on here too yes she is she's yes fierce. she is Fierce. she is something else she is some she yeah. had her dream and she is building it and just again that beautiful tigrayan woman man it's beautiful it's so great and i'm like and i keep trying to and so this is why i really do this segment right is because i need us to remember who we are like we have never yep. been that way right like and so okay perfect i was still in here so i was telling them before you got on here i was like Mility is also an example of how to uplift others and like understand yeah. that by helping someone else, you're not hurting yourself. You're not creating competition. Yeah. Everyone can succeed and they should succeed, you know? And yes. so um, I was, she was yeah. talking about that. And I was like, Mility is the one that like our coffee shop was like completely like, oh. like inspired and replicated <laughs> off of her. And I was like, if you ask her, oh. she'll tell you find a property in this area here's the things that you need like yeah. here you know and kind of just really just like let's give that information to you because i want you to be successful yeah. too and so i wanted to edify Aww. you because not everybody will do that thank you not everyone will do thank it. you thank you thank you that that means a lot to me and i do believe that i think you grow the pie there's not it's not a zero-sum game like some people take that approach like well if she does what I do, then it's going to take away from me. And so I got to protect mine and I got to make sure she, no, that I don't, I don't believe it works like that. I think that we can grow the, you know what I mean? We can grow it. There's enough for everybody. There is enough for everybody. So thank you for saying that. I think we can definitely um, do more sharing yes. within our community. I think that we don't do enough of it yes. <laughs> sometimes, but I'm seeing more and more. I'm seeing more connection. Oh, yes. now I'm reading the comments. I wasn't earlier, but I love you, Heywan. I see you. Yes. <laughs> so, see, I'm telling you, and it's like so inspiring. And I remember I came to you, and I'm like, I feel like every time I come to you, you're on the next the next project. I'm like, this one doesn't stop. I was like, what? Ask, girl. I'm like, with the real estate all over holding the it down, and it's like, I'm telling people, um, and what I really want to like show them is like there are extraordinary people next to you yes. like next to you stop thinking you can't do this like 
we're all the same and we get it done and it's like i'm not any different than you i'm just like yep overly determined yeah you guys are amazing like i'm watching this next generation of tigrayan women yes. you are amazing like the way you guys can tie the old culture and the new culture and you know what i mean and still be true to your roots and where you come from is it's mind-blowing it's mind-blowing i can't wait to see what you all create and, and what where you take things because it's amazing it is literally what i've been um so people were like you know you you look very happy yes because that's what i'm seeing like there's a lot of like hurt and trauma there's always been though right so like if you've been in this social activist space if you've been even socially conscious in this world you know that it has there is a lot of pain a lot of trauma a lot of whatever and if you're gonna be in this space you have to operate in positivity and and inspiration and like being the difference because you can't do it being a victim the whole time like it will literally drown you it will drown you that's true true. there was uh it's kind of corny but um we grew up watching mr rogers neighborhood i don't know if y'all did you probably y'all probably passed that it was probably gone by that point but you know i got got the tail end of it (laughs) yes okay good (laughs) there was something he used to say about like in painful situations look for the helpers you know and i never as 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 corny as his show was and it was i mean it was still the the concepts were good but i never forgot that and so anytime like what's happening in tigray right now is so painful and it's you know i mean we're all experiencing secondary trauma as a result of it whether we realize it or not but in those situations i keep thinking to myself like look for the helpers who's doing the work who's who's making this better and that could be everything from what you guys are doing on like a digital front and with twitter campaigns and all the stuff that you're doing to people who are doing the calls and you know just when i went to sudan the doctors on the ground who are doing their refugees themselves and they didn't even get to experience that they turned into helpers like immediately without being able to process their trauma which i think is going to be a problem at some point but for now that's what they're doing and you know, they're not just doctors, they're also making sure the kids have food and the right kind of food and that they're, they have toys to play with and that the schools are getting started and they're doing so much, but it was a source of inspiration for me. And I hang on to that. And I still talk to those doctors, like at least once a week to see what's going on, how I can help. And it's a, it's like a little silver lining in what's happening. You know what I mean? I think when you get into trauma, into traumatic situations, you are right. You get to choose like, do I, do I, I don't even want to say play a victim because they are victims. No, what's happened are. to them is they, really yeah. awful. But are you going to live on in that level and on that? Or are you going to like turn it into like, how do I rise above what's happening right now? You know what yeah. I mean? And I think, you know, you see it all. And I don't blame anyone for however they en- where they end up in that. But it is really beautiful to see like this, like strong spirits come, you know, rise out of that and end up leading people out. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love our people. It's amazing. I'm like, y'all are my biggest headache and my biggest inspiration at the same time. I know. <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, I love y'all and I can't stand y'all. Like, <laughs> hard-headed and so passionate and determined at the same time. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, just, and, and I tweeted, I was talking to a friend, I tweeted this other day because I realized I tweet a lot of things um, that people don't have context for. And I was just like, we are so strong that we can like get in our own way and we can like hurt ourselves. Cause like we get stubborn, we get like eat, like all of that, like pride is great, but sometimes it gets in the way of like even having a conversation. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. 
it's just one of those things that I want like us to to learn how to harness and like okay yep. you need that but direct it at the yep. right thing like you know what I mean like absolutely use it and like absolutely in that direction and so absolutely you know, absolutely and be willing to be malleable and change a little bit we're not we're not yes. We're like, like you said, and myself, let me just talk about myself. Yeah. I am hard head. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I am so stubborn and I'm like, it's gotta be this way. And it is what it is, but I'm getting better though. Like, you know, I'm getting better as I get older, especially with kids. Yeah. Cause your kids, kids will teach you about patience. Oh, yeah. They'll teach you about like changing your ways. You know what I mean? Like I could be as stubborn as could be, but my kids are almost more stubborn than me. Mm -hmm. And it scares me sometimes, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, we gotta adjust a little bit. Like, <laughs> you don't want to eat that or you don't want to go there or you don't want to wear that like it's the little things yes. but i'm seeing like okay let me chill let me it's okay it's okay to yeah. change course a little bit you know what i mean <laughs> no and i feel like that's important business too it is and that's what i was gonna say i was like i feel like because um i see you and i see free and i see how you guys balance like being a mother and and being in those spaces and then i always tell free like whenever she gets mad at the kids i'm like they are you you are there. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. So exactly. And so I'd be telling my mm -hmm. mom that too. And then because so, one of my, um, I'm in a sorority. And so the, the woman, like my pledge educator, my pledge mom, she taught me that. She was like, you know, the kids come out worse than you. Like, so whatever you, <laughs> whatever you give to your parents is what you get back. And when I tell you, I didn't need sure. to learn that lesson. I said, click. Okay, mom, I love you so much. Yep. I, should <laughs> I love it. I'm not doing this. I refuse. I love it. If, if, if I, I love imagine it. a little, like, that's what I do. I'm like, imagine a little me and with my mouth. Oh. I know. Yeah, I know. I tell my mom all the time. So I'm like, dang, mom, was I like that? She's like, <laughs> work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I love it. But. But a lot of that has served us well too. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. it's made us stronger in our principles. Yeah. It's made us stronger. Like when our parents, um, you know, our parents came to this country and they really tried to succeed, but it didn't work for them. It, for, for many of them, it didn't work. Yeah. Some of them it did. But like for my father who passed away, God, it's, it's been 12 years now, I think since he passed away. And and he was, thank you, and he was incredible, but he did everything he could in America, but America never worked for him. Mm -hmm. He struggled, you know what I mean? He worked three and four jobs. He used to, he worked as a janitor. He painted houses. He did, he did carpentry work. I mean, he did so many things. And it was like the, the that American dream was always like right out of reach for him. He couldn't quite get yeah. it, but he brought it enough for us to grab it. You know yes. what I mean? And so- so I respect that fighting spirit of our parents because it may not have always worked for them, but but it it made it so that it worked for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we have a big responsibility not to forget where we came from and what our obligations are to our families, including extended family. This whole thing about like just your nucleus family, that's a Western thing. That's not how we operate. You know what I mean? And your neighbor's kid is your kid and the whole village thing is real. Very it's not, that's not a story, a story african fairy tale or folk tale or whatever no it's real you know that's how we so as it comes with a lot of responsibility it does and so what i've done because <clears throat> the way that my anxiety plays tricks on me is that like when i think of it as a responsibility i feel pressure and then i get scared of failure so like that's how mm -hmm. that's how my anxiety works i don't know if that's the same for everyone mm -hmm. but my anxiety will be kicking me in the butt like and that's why i said that mm -hmm. summer 
was like, I told them, I was like, okay, the free day and military crash course to business is just do it. Figure it out as you go. Just go. That's right. You know and what? I was. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. That's it. Right. So just go. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, but they're always there to catch you. So it's okay for you to go yeah. because even if you mess up, they're not mad at you. They're like, it's okay. It happens. Yeah. And then they move on. So that was like really powerful for me to yeah. see, to be like, yeah. okay, yeah. you know what? I'm making this bigger than it needs to be. Um, yep. Let me just, you know, start doing this, start doing that, whatever. And it's going to, and it's going to work itself out. And so I had yeah. to do it that way because the way my anxiety works is I would have stopped, right? Like I would have stopped. Yep. I would have never yep. started. Yep. Um, so yep. stressful. Girl, let me tell you, we came from nothing in terms of, re we came as refugees. Yeah. So we were like my family in particular, we were refugees. We were sponsored by a church. So when you, when you have lost everything yeah. from a physical perspective, you know what I mean? From a consumer perspective or whatever, when you have nothing, what you got to lose? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we get to a certain spot and then bet the house or whatever. Yeah. What are we going to go back to where we were at? Well, we already know how to live like that. That's not scary. See? You know what I mean? so that's what I've been <laughs> explaining to people. And so like now that I've, I feel like I'm finally old enough and I've seen enough that I understand. Right. So I'm like, okay, I understand why you did it that way because you didn't have yeah. what I have. And what I have is yep. the education that you forced me to get. Yep. So that I know yeah. how to operate in these spaces. So yep. now it's like, okay, now how do I turn around and, and make sure that yep. everyone else can, can do that too. So like, yep. that's what uprooted yep. is for me. And it's like, no, yeah. I want this for all of you. And like, I'm going to show uh -huh. you, I will be your case study, not your role model. I'm going to be your case study yeah. of, <laughs> right. of how to do this. Cause I will disappoint you yep. over and over again. So don't, don't do that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, but. Yep. If you use me as a case study and you watch me launch businesses and you watch, you know what I mean? That like you just see me kind of go Absolutely. after, even though I'm scared, Absolutely. I'm still doing it. And it, hopefully that inspires y'all. And like, you did that for me and I had to make sure Aww. I had you on here because yeah. I was like, oh, you're going to make yeah. me cry. And I was trying really hard not to cry today. I love you. This is amazing. And people need to understand oh. that like that, like you can do, and you don't have to look so far sometimes you know? Right. No, 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 no. First of all, I want to say something about our, one more thing about our parents yes. is the one thing, what I love about them is they never taught us to like worship or long for material things. That doesn't mean you don't want nice things. I drive a nice <laughs> car. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking about, you know, you know all hey, that. Listen. I have a nice, yes. <laughs> and I'm not mad about no, that, but that. they taught us not they taught us not to necessarily long for that. Like, think about what our parents always say. Yeah. You have to go to school. Yeah. You have to be a doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, whatever it was, it was like, doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yes. Otherwise, that's not good enough. You know what I mean? And it was funny, but, um, but it, it pushed us, you know what I'm saying, to really value that investment in ourselves. Yes. Because what can, no one, what can no one take from you? Your knowledge exactly. and what you know. You know what I mean? Your integrity. Nobody can take that from you, no matter where you are, no matter what happens. You might bet the house and lose the house, but you still have a brain that you can use to like develop the next idea. You know what exactly. I mean? When you look at these ultra successful people, if you only knew how many times they failed, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, we can't necessarily compare ourselves to them because a lot of them have big safety nets and you know what I mean? And like million dollar loans from their parents or whatever. Yeah. Like Trump said, it was a million dollar loan. I'm like, what? Like from your dad, <laughs> dang, you know, 
I'm like, Africans inherit poverty. We do not inherit wealth. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> we do not. We do not. <laughs> but, but the beauty of coming from that is you're not afraid to go back to that. There is nothing wrong. Oh, there you. is nothing wrong with where we came from. Listen. You know what I mean? My grandma always says, too, she's like, oh, top by top how do you say baita like my baita the floor like that's where that's my home like i want to go home to my to my baita like she does not care this all this luxury and all this whatever i mean it's great especially being here in america or whatever but it's nothing it is nothing it is not what defines us so it gives you the room to be able to like try things and fail it's all good you know what i mean yes and i so we're i do a lot of manifesting and stuff right and i and i said that and so i've done what I do is a lot of self-healing work and I'm going to start like launching that and teaching other people mm -hmm. how to do it. And for me is reframing. Mm -hmm. So what you did is like, mm -hmm. that was something like we laugh at our pain too. Right. But that's something that like grounds you, right? Like it grounds you. And it's like, instead of being afraid of failure, it's like, no, like we've already been to the bottom. <sighs> there is nowhere but up. Yep. There's literally nowhere yep. but up this yep. is the worst of it yeah right and so like if yep. you can reframe your brain around that then it's yep. like you yep. you can get over your fears so like i've been able to fight anxiety a lot better because i yes. shifted that perspective of like no this is not just a responsibility this is a privilege and an op like this is an opportunity and i get to do what i mm -hmm. want with it and if i don't mm -hmm. succeed it's because i don't succeed like because i'm yep. already way i'm already at the bottom so like there's nothing there's nothing for me here like there's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And being at the bottom to me is not we another way to reframe that too. to me is not a bad thing. Like, if we if you what does that mean being at the bottom? You know what I mean? Like, we have to also define that. And and, and what does that mean? Because um, yeah. some people take it as Oh, my God, I have nothing like if I have no material things, I'm at the bottom. Eh, yeah. I don't know if that's the right way to define it. So it's up to everyone to define that for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for me personally, especially now with what's happening in Tigray, yeah. my whole you talk about shifting your frame of mind, Ooh, yes. like my, my my truth around money, for example, I never loved money, yeah. but I had these aspirations of like what I had to make and what I had to do with that money. And my whole mentality has shifted. Yeah. Like I see my ability and uh, earning potential right now is to be able to go back and help my people exactly. integrate, you know what I mean? And rebuild and help women and help. To, I don't care. Like I don't have the same aspirations with, with the money that I earn now than I did before this war started. Yes. So I can't wait for us to get to that point. Obviously we're trying to stop that war right now, but I can't wait because if we all have that mentality and I think a lot of us do, oh, yeah. we will rebuild that state hopefully country yes. in a short amount of time you know yes. what i mean in a really short amount of time and we won't be the first nation to have done that i mean you look at the japanese what they've done from like natural disaster they've had to rebuild japan so many times mm -hmm. when you go there you feel like you're in a futuristic world this, it's incredible this is what you know what i mean so i'm like we could be watch wakanda. watch what tigray look we could be wakanda <laughs> wakanda straight up Listen, straight up wakanda I'm trying to tell straight you. wakanda that's <laughs> what i'm planning in my mind i don't know what y'all planning yeah. But I'm planning to yep. as Wakanda. So like yep. my centering and grounding force is that what you're talking about is that's what's mm -hmm. centering me is like, mm -hmm. I guess for me, the instinct was how do we preserve what's going to be left? Right? Yeah, because like, I knew yeah. like for me, I've 2020 taught me I am not in control. Right? That's right. Not in control at all. Um, there were things that we could have pre prevented. But again, I can't go backwards in time, right? 
So I started thinking about this conflict and the war and just like reframing just how I understood the world. And I was Uh like, they, Uh they didn't, there wasn't enough there. Like we couldn't prevent them like anything from here. Right. But if we help them get stronger there, then they can save themselves and they can protect themselves because I'm tired of this whole savior shit. Like it's, we're not saviors. Right. Like, yeah. Right. We just need to give them what we have and they would be a lot better. Yep. Right. So that's what yep. I've been thinking of. Like, okay, I can't stop the conflict, but how do I one preserve the culture? Right. And then two, yeah. keep people motivated and inspired to go back and rebuild because like, it's so hard yep. to like pick yourself back up and the yep. women. And I'm, that's why I said women to the front because the women, women the could meet, yes. like we are yep. the ones that are resilient time and time again. Yep. We are the carriers yep. of the culture. Yep. We are the carriers of everything. Yep. So That's why, yep. why not us? Why? Yeah. Women, women think seven generations out. We don't think about just our like immediate children or just ourselves. Yeah. We think way ahead so that that i 100 percent agree um, and that's why you invest in women and that's what i want to focus on when we do go back and rebuild is like how do we invest in women and shout out to our our Tagaru brothers though for real because i've noticed this whole movement is being led by women and me- with a blessing of men not that you need a blessing of men yeah. but i see that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i see them pushing and supporting and like you. you know like for example the and, and carrying, I saw this protest in, uh, I went to the protest in DC, New York, yes. and I saw that women were at the front of everything. everything. And then our Tagaru brothers were, were in, were there, they showed up in the middle, in the back, playing that supportive role. That was really impressive to me. Mm-hmm. That was really impressive because in this day and age, that's got to be hard to do yeah. just to be like, you got it. Cool. We got your back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's I think in general hard for men to do but especially at this moment in time when we're all so angry and frustrated with what's happening yes. to to yes. see that like visual to see it visually was really impactful for me and I'm sure yes. others saw and felt that as well because I remember at the yeah, there were all these women like leading the chance and, you know, doing like most of it. And I'm like, huh. And so at some point I said, let me go down a little bit more. And I walked and then toward the middle, there was another chant being led by men in the middle, though. Yeah. you know what I mean? And so they let the women lead and then they were somewhere over there. So I just thought that was beautiful. But I agree with you. It's going to be women yeah. who lead this change, yeah. not to mention it's women who are bearing the brunt of what's happening right, yes. now, like right now. Now, our men are also the boys and men are also being attacked in incredibly un- executed in unfair ways but the what's happening with women's bodies right now mm-hmm. i mean i don't have to tell you it's devastating yes. it isn't it's so devastating and it's intentional and it's systematic yeah and there's going to be a lot a lot a lot to repair not just physical stuff yeah. but in terms of us and our inside and you it's know? generational right because so what i've also been trying to teach people right is that <clears throat> back to you said something earlier this the secondhand trauma that you're feeling yeah. so i'm not physically being hurt right now but my body still feels physical pain so like yep. the reason why i'm like because everyone's like why do you f- so focus on all this healing healing you want everyone to heal because you have to like yeah. in order for you to be strong enough to do what we're doing right because people look at us and they're like like how do you do this you you're going hard you're doing I this and i was like my, my secret it's not a secret is that i've done my healing and i've done a lot of that work yeah. and i've done a lot of un like taking those layers off of 
the past war and the past trauma and like watching my mom, I got to watch my mom up close in her survival, right? And like understand mm. how she did it. And now I'm in a position where I watched her, I'm experiencing the second hand, but the difference between me and my mom is I've had a lot of space to do healing and to do therapy yeah. and to do self-work and to understand mm. what happens to a woman's body because we carry it too. Our moms pass it down to us, yeah. whether they oh, intend yeah. to or not. So now yep. I'm like, I, I can tell like, you know, there's certain things that like, like I don't walk up behind, like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain things yeah, okay. that, are, that have always been triggering for me that didn't have an explanation. Right. And then yep. the environment I grew up in was also not safe. So even though we weren't, yep. you know, um, yeah. we weren't in Abdi, Oakland in the nineties was not yep. safe. Okay. Let me just be very, right. very okay. clear. Um, and right. so right. once you learn right. that, the blessing that I have right now, and I, I heard this before, a blessing is not a blessing until shared, is that I've already survived mm. and I've already healed. So I know mm. that we are capable of healing and surviving this generation. It mm. just is up to what you were saying, the men to understand that we know what we need. Like, right. we know Absolutely. what we need. Absolutely. You can lead from the back, right? Like you can lead yep. from the back Absolutely. and forward. That's a thing. That's Absolutely, yep. We're not yep. trying to take you yep. out of the Absolutely. picture. Yep. You know what I'm saying? No, no, because we need each we other. Need Absolutely. Because we, need, but we each other. need you yeah. to respect what we're saying we need. And like, Absolutely. I, I hate Absolutely. that, right? I hate that Absolutely. mansplaining that, yeah. whatever. And so, like, I get this, oh, you're an angry feminist. No, 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 no. I'm an angry person right. and I happen to be a feminist. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. What do you mean? Absolutely. But you're right about like uh, gene trauma. And I don't know a lot about it, but I've read articles here and there or whatever about how that, that trauma gets passed down generations and you may not even realize it. Like, literally. Like there's, there's study, they've studied, you know, how your DNA and things, how things change based on trauma and how it's carried through and stuff. So, you know, there's someone much smarter than me who can explain that and how all of that looks and stuff. But um, it is very real that we have to, we have to deal with that and heal yeah. before we end up carrying that way out. You yeah. know what I mean? Several generations. Out, so we definitely do, but you're better than me. Cause you said you've done healing work. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming, I feel like battle hardened, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so the reason I'm able to like keep moving forward is because I'm kind of compartmentalizing my trauma mm -hmm. right now. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with that though, because that's called a co coping, coping mechanism. mechanism. Yes. The coping mechanism. So uh, as long as you're aware of what you're doing, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause you're going to have to, I'm going to have to address it at some point. All of that is going to have to get addressed, but I'm not ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not ready. To address it. And that's called self-awareness yep. and that's the yep. first key. So people are always asking me, how do you get to the, you know, how do you do what you do? And I was like, well, first, um, before you want to jump 10 steps to where I'm like actively doing it in the moment, you got to figure out, mm -hmm. you got to be self-aware of like what your, your habits are and what your coping mechanisms are. Mm -hmm. And then we can kind of yep. reframe and reshift them to better and healthier ones. Yep. But I can't blame you for how you're surviving right now. Right. Like, that's right. And as long that's as you're right. aware that what you're doing is survival and not thriving, then yes. it's okay. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where I'm at and I'm okay with it. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm going to heal with my yes. people once we stop this we're war, though. I, I got to just put it in a box. Yes, we're going to do collective <laughs> healing. It's This is already yes. therapeutic, right? So even if you take an hour That's out right. of your day, if you do, if you just Absolutely. take time to, like, not think about trauma for even just a little bit, just keep giving yourself mental breaks. Absolutely. So people are, like, Absolutely. confused. Like, you know, I was like, no, this is, you told me this. Because I remember when I was telling you about what I wanted to do for the coffee shop and how I wanted it to be a social enterprise. 
I mean, I have coffee. It's not a shop, but I have coffee with me. And, you know, yeah. it's still a social <laughs> enterprise, so it looks different than when I did. Yeah. Yep. But the goal was also always to uplift these marginalized communities so they can do collective yep. healing, so that they can, you know, yep. live the lives they want to live. And this Absolutely. is still therapy. Like, it's still activism. Absolutely. And you were like, because I was like, Absolutely. I'm not an activist. And you were like, activism <laughs> activism has many forms and i was like okay yep. and so this whole time i was thinking that i was like this is activism <laughs> like this is yeah it really is because it, it feels like a absolutely. lot of work <laughs> so. yep yep absolutely and that, that's the other thing too about activism people think that it's also like a you take a vow of poverty because you decided to be an activist no that's not what it means i'm not saying you profit on your community or whatever you know what i mean but yeah. it's possible to do good and still make money in the process yeah. you know what i mean the problem is that we've accepted the opposite for too long that people create harm in communities and profit and we're like oh well whatever you know what i mean and i'm like no we can do good and still profit and, and feed our families and do well and you know have the nice things and still uplift our community it's possible so um and i see we see it all the time and and let's be honest we see it with black women black women you know what i mean we are the leaders of this and we will it will sometimes come at great personal sacrifice but um but it's who we are. It's, yeah. it's just in our natures. Yeah. And my goal is for women to stop sacrificing. Like we can negotiate, we can compromise on some stuff, but I, I'm done. I'm yes. done with black women sacrificing yeah. uh, for the betterment. Yeah. Like I, like my little, who I love and adore, she's, um, she, I did an episode with her and she was just like, I just want to like give black people stuff for free. Like they just need nice things. Like why can't we just have like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you can just tell like, our hearts are always like thinking of our people like that. And we're just like, man, yeah. like, fuck, this world is trash. Like I'm trying to like yeah. do something about yeah. it. And I just, yeah. I love that you even brought that up. Cause it is, there's is a way. And that's why we are, you know, I wanted to highlight you cause what you're doing is social entrepreneurship. What I'm trying to do is social entrepreneurship. We can change, Literally. like we can change that narrative. Like, and you don't have to be like, you also don't have to aspire to be rich. I want to change that narrative yeah. too. Like. Yep. It's okay yep. to just be like middle class is cool too. Like if you don't want to be that like yeah. CEO, the head honcho, because listen, it's not fun being your own boss. Like you actually have to manage right. yourself. Like nobody's managing you. That's hard. That's harder than managing somebody That's else what sometimes. I'm, I'm trying to that's easy. I know how to manage you. I haven't been taught how to manage myself. So right. <laughs> listen, it's like, right. not, it's like people yeah. think it's so sexy and it's whatever. And it's like there's sexy moments, yeah. okay? But there's a lot. Right. A lot of it is just there, I mean, there's freedom. There is a lot of freedom in being your own boss, yes. having your own business, doing things your way. You know, you can you can buck the establishment and do what you want that, you know, in a way that makes sense for you and your community and all of that stuff. But there is a burden to it. You're it, there's never it, there's no off switch when you're you're an entrepreneur and you own your own you know what I mean? So you got to find balance and, you know, you have to figure out if it's for you. It's not for everyone. Some people need to be employees and hopefully you know that like, and it's okay to take a risk and figure it out in the process as long as you're honest with yourself. You know what I mean? The other thing is some people have great ideas, but they don't know how to run companies. Exactly. So then you can be the brainchild and you can hire somebody else to do that part for you. It's okay to not know how to do it all, you know, not to not know how to do everything. In fact, yeah. most of us don't know how to do everything. I have a coffee shop. And I, and I have an employee who I'd rather have him make my coffee than me because his coffee is so great. Listen. Like he's so on point. Do you know what yes. I'm saying? So 
you just have to, you know, you just got to be real about that kind of stuff. Um, somebody said, how did you start your business though? So I want to answer that question. Yeah. Um, so I am a, I'm, I'm for real a serial entrepreneur. I've done it all. Like, I think a lot of us, I've a lot, I've seen this a lot, especially recently, but I started like making t-shirts and, and thought, I know I'll make these great t-shirts that talk about ID and all this other stuff. And that's how I'll like, you know, whatever it'll be on the internet and I'll make all this money. And I'm like, it flopped. Okay. They were great shirts, yeah. but if it flopped um but that was like one of the first things that i tried to do and i've done a number of different things um, i tried to do an apparel company um and sell like ethiopian dresses traditional dresses um yeah. like on the online and then get them made as if that didn't work out there's some people who figured it out way back before um i tried to do a delivery um and it was like a uh People could order stuff here during the holidays and then we'll deliver the chicken or the goat in Adi. Um, that never went anywhere. So like, you know, I've had all these different ideas. Yes. Um, and then finally, I just got to a point where I had to like come come, come to Jesus and like <laughs> figure out what I'm going to do with myself. But um, I was a journalist for a long time and then I went back to school and got my business degree and I'm so glad I did. I recommend getting your MBA to anybody who thinks they want to get into business because you will learn so much. I, I always describe it as like um, if you're walking around and you need a glasses so, and things are blurry and then you finally get a pair of glasses and everything's really clear, mm -hmm. that's what my MBA did for me. So it just really like made things clear to me, you know, and it also showed me what I know I know how to do and what I like technology. It's not my thing. Like I'm never going to be the, the technology person in any company or operation that I have. Right. You saw it took 15 minutes to get on Instagram <laughs> even though I was on it. So um, it'll teach you a lot about yourself. But the coffee shop. Um, I started and, and the way I was able to start it is because we don't always um, have the financing because we, we come from nothing in terms of financial. Mm -hmm. um, and so we don't always have the funds to get started. And so for me, it was, it was, you know, what do they call it? Bootstrap. It was bootstrap. So um, I, I got my real estate license accidentally. I didn't actually mean to get my real estate license and I love it. And it's the main thing that I do right now, but I got my real estate license. And so I would sell a house and instead of using that, you know, the proceeds from that, you know, my commission from that sale to like buy a nicer car or, you know, buy a nicer house or shop or vacation or whatever, mm -hmm. I dumped it into this coffee shop. And so I was literally, no joke, I would sell a house, dump it in the coffee shop, sell a house, dump it in the coffee shop. And little by little was able to like improve the space and equipment and hire more people and, you know, do that kind of thing. And, and so I was lucky that I was able, like I had that combination that yeah. I could figure out how to fund my business because what most people do is go get a business loan. And that to me is really stressful because we didn't grow up like in our culture, mm -hmm. borrowing is such a, it's so taboo. Yeah. You know I mean and our parents will borrow money and they're like I owe money like they are nervous about it you know what I mean oh, and, I, and I no longer have that hang up anymore but I did for a long yeah. time you know what I mean like I didn't want debt I felt like it was the worst thing in the world where there's good debt and bad debt right like you have to figure that out and, and understand how that works but that's how I started the coffee shop and for the yeah. first like two or three years I really um wondered why I did it you know what I mean I was like this is <laughs> in terms of like not making money and I was tired of pumping money into it and you know it was stressful because I'd have to run back and forth like leave another job to go to the coffee shop someone called in sick or something's broken like it was a nightmare but um, there was so much that I loved about it too. Like we were very intentional about giving the coffee shop an identity and yeah. you know and and giving it to community that it ended up 
taking care of itself. Yes. You know what I mean? Now we're in a great place where I need to hire, we have a staff of six right now and we need two more people yeah. full time. So like it's doing really, really well, even better than I imagined after coming out of COVID. Thank you, um, out of COVID. Yeah. 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 So it's been, it's been amazing. Um, I would just say like, if you're going to start a business, make sure it's something you're passionate about. Gotta have, like, there has to be something driving you more than just money because wanting the money will make you quit before, because it oh, won't yeah. come right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you'll be like, this is a terrible idea and you'll walk away from it before it can actually hit. You know what yeah. I mean? So you've got, it's gotta be something that you're passionate about. The rest will fall into place. It's insane. Now that, that, yes. I don't know if y'all, I hope y'all took notes. I mean, run this back. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is, clinic right now. Yes, take notes. This is, this is the school of military that I had. And she was like, well, you know, you got to do this, this, this. And I was just like, okay, you know what? I said, you know what? I need to go do a little bit more research because I was like, I was like, I'm not really as clear as I thought I was. You know what I mean? So you listen, y'all right. take notes, take notes. She's giving free gems. I want to be yes. respectful of your time because I know you got to go back into something. I know you got to go back yes. into something. So <laughs> my um, last question that I like to ask my guests are, um, you know, what you're, you're really in it already, but what is the legacy that you want to create and like leave um, behind? Ooh, that's such a good question. Oh my God. You know, you would think that we would have a response for this because it's such an important question. Um, it, I'll tell you this, my idea of like what a legacy is has shifted. Okay. I used to, when I thought of legacy before, it was always directly related to my children and, and, and family, mm -hmm. or it was like, okay, my immediate community. Like I want to leave things better. Yeah. Like this is, this is kind of gross, but I'm the kind of person, like if I go to use like a public restroom, I got to clean the whole damn thing up. You know what I mean? Like I can't just use it and like leave it dirty yeah. the way that I found it. I got to clean it all up for the next person. You yes. know what I mean? Like that's like who I am as a person, yes. which uh, for better or worse. So I always operate in that way. Like, okay, I'm going into this situation. It could be a real estate transaction. It could be, it doesn't matter what it is. Yes. I always want to leave that person or that situation better. Yes. Even if I can't like maybe do everything I need to do in that situation, I want to at least leave it better. So I always, when I think of legacy, I always think of it in terms of like leaving everything and everyone that I interact with better, you know what I mean? Um, but now, I mean, all of that is still true, but I think of it differently. Like I, I really feel like, and this is like really extreme, but I really feel like my life is gonna shift toward Tigray in a way that I never imagined. And that, I mean, I don't wanna say my whole life is gonna be dedicated to like rebuilding Tigray and everything that was there, but. I feel like that's where my that's where I want my legacy to be in terms of helping women rebuild, helping just everything. You know that what's happening with children there. Children are angry. Many have lost their parents. Like I just feel like my whole idea of like okay, legacy is going to be much more direct. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's not just like I just got to leave things better. It's very it's going to be much more pointed in relation to Tigray. So um, that's kind of like a real vague way to answer your question. No, but, um... listen, there's no right answer. <laughs> it's just, sometimes it's for me yeah. to plant the seed because I, I, yeah. I handpick y'all, okay? <laughs> like I, I yes, have, you do. I'm very intentional <laughs> and I'm like very like, I need people who I, I know have inspired me or like, I'm just like, dude, that's too dope and somebody needs to hear your story. And like, I'm very intentional about it. So do not like, listen, 
direct or not, like, it, I know, I already yes. knew where your heart was, so I was more so, like, yes. sometimes I want to, I don't know, I ask because I want you guys to pause and think of it, too, and no, one, yes. no one's really having you pause, and no one's really taking the time to be, like, who's this human being, because your life is still happening, like, we're doing a lot Absolutely. of Absolutely, yes. And I'm glad you said that because when we think about our legacy, we tend to think of it in terms of money too, by the way. Most people yeah. think like, I'm gonna leave this money for somebody or I'm gonna leave, like that's how we think of like in, in America, like legacy planning, people think of it in terms of financial stuff. Yeah. No, I think we should all be thinking about what our legacy is, no matter where you are, yeah. regardless of whether you have children, regardless of like your financial situation or whatever, like we should all be asking ourselves that all the time. You know what I mean? What is our impact? It's basically impact. What is your impact? Like lasting impact, because people are gonna die. We're all gonna die and we don't know when. But what's your impact? How do you want people to remember you? You know what I mean? That's important. Someone asked a question I just wanna answer. How long should I wait to decide if the business is not working? Such a good question. Um, I'll say this. As long as it's something you're, so being passionate about whatever you're doing mm -hmm. can, is a double-edged sword because number one, yeah. it can make you hold on to something that you should let go of. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it, it can be a problem. Um, but the reason I say it has to be something you're passionate about is because it will take time to make money. So yeah. there's a fine balance there. But I would say the general rule is three years. Mm -hmm. If in three years you can't break even, something's wrong. Yeah. But you should every year see a trajectory like where you're losing less money. You know what I mean? Um, but by year three, you've got to be breaking even. You've got to be breaking even at that point. Yeah, I would say that because you told me that. So I was like, yes. You, you, I was like, I remember this lesson very well. Um, there's a term for it. I can't remember. Um, there's like a buyer's term for it. Like it's like people mm. who are who trade. You know who buy stocks or who do things and they hold on and they leave. There's like a, there's a concept of people who at some point when your investment is um, draining you completely, like you gotta like let go. And most people will try to hold yep. on um, for way too long, and it's like no 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 no. Yep. Yep. That's yep. that's good. I love that. Um, I yep. hope that answered your guys' question. Um, that yes. also reminded me, I was like, yes, because I think a lot of people don't have this kind of conversation too, where like there's just business questions that they don't get. And so for people mm -hmm. who don't have like the, you know, you can't go to, you know, a master's degree or you have three kids running around and you can't find the time, whatever the thing is, um, I do want to work on that. So like Milty, I'll probably hit you up is like, I really do want to start yep. doing more business courses for our community. So that yep. like, Absolutely. even just the general knowledge, just to get you guys started. Um, and then yep. you can, you know, get connected to these networks where they'll support you yep. and, and we'll, that's, that's a goal of mine. And I can do that currently because that's part of my plan. And like, I will tap in yep. people like Militi and other business owners who like yep. can kind of like bridge that gap. So absolutely, that's part of, absolutely. That's part of my legacy. I was like, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I support that. Yeah. So you let me know. I know. I'll be like, <laughs> You just show up and teach the class. I'm not even gonna give you anything else. You're just gonna here's the class, here's the outline. But there's power in in like being a practitioner. Mm -hmm. oh, Go ahead. Yeah, I want you to um, run this back, run the ten, the first ten minutes of this back because I like edified you and I want you to still hear it. And um, what I like to end on is just to reaffirm and to revalidate that like you are very much on the trajectory and the path that you're supposed to be on that mm. like you've already inspired it like i i really feel like the tupac line of like i might not be the one that you know 
uh, makes the change, but I'm gonna inspire the one who right. did. And I feel like there's yes. a sea of Denver girls that you've already like been a role model yeah. for that we are like yeah. indebted and like in awe. Yeah. And, like just love you so much. And we're like, this girl, like, listen, you can't tell me nothing. Don't make me cry. Do not make me cry. Yeah, I'm good at it. I was like, listen, y'all not gonna tell me nothing because Militi could come in here and do 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 do. I was like, I can do it too. So yes. I yes. want you to, to really hear that, to have your flowers, to thank you. And I wanted you to have a one on one. I didn't want to put you in a group. I was like, no, no, no. People see her and yes. she's dope and she's doing a lot of work, but not enough people realize like there's just a lot of heart and grit and like care and passion and still mm -hmm. femininity and still softness like mm -hmm. that like you don't yeah. lose that because you're like this fierce person on the outside world like you're Thank still beautiful you. and like strong and sensitive mm -hmm. and like all of those things exist in one person <laughs> you know uh, thank you. You did it. I'm crying. Yes. <laughs> thank you. A true role model. Love how she protects and reps the ticket ad community. So thank you. you. Thank you. They was in here waiting, and everybody was in the comments like, you want to see who? Like I was like, yes. Like uh, you a, you a uh, celebrity too, sis. Don't even touch. Uh, well, I love you all. I'm really proud of of you. I'm so proud of you and what, how you're using your platform and all my Denver girls, all my Colorado girls, because some of you are in Aurora and all over the place, but um, oh, someone gave us a flower. I love it. I love it. I'm proud of you all. And I'm so excited to see where this goes and, and you know, what our next things are. But I got your back. I love you all. And I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait. We're just getting started. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to tap right back in. I'm going as a nomad. But as soon as I'm back in, in Denver, I will, I will tap yes. back in with you, my love. Please yes. give everyone. Thank you. Kisses. Thank you. Um, shoot. Have a have espresso for me. Uh, yes. Smoothie. It's up to you. I don't really... No, we got some boon. I can't wait. Come on back. We're about to have a whole boon. You're going to make it, too. So, you know, the youngest I, I has to make it. So I, I get to Whittier. sit back now and watch. Listen, I will come to Whittier and do the Sunday ceremony. Yes. Like, come on. I, do it. I promise you. I love it so much. Come on. Enjoy the rest okay, of your love day. Love you, too. Everyone Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye, y'all.